Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach, and it's such a joy to have you with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about how to improve your hearing. Yes, how to improve your hearing. This is a teaching podcast. So I want you to go and grab your Bibles and something to write with, as always, because I believe this is going to be a very informative show. And then at the end of your listening, please take some time and share this with a friend, especially if you're trying to encourage them in the things of God. Now, we know that hearing is very important, and so I'm just going to deal here with some things that I think will be important for our discussion today. And I first want to start with the problem, and then I'm going to give you five ways to improve your hearing. Now, here's the problem that I want you to write down. The problem is is that we forget 95% of what we hear after 72 hours. I want you to think about this and I want you to consider this, especially if this is the first time you've ever heard this. Notice again that we forget 95% of what we hear after 72 hours. If my math serves me right, that's three days. So I don't know what day you're going to be listening to this, but after three days of hearing information or truth in the word of God, and let me also say this, that this is for the things of God that I'm going to share with you today, but you can use this in every aspect of your life as it relates to hearing. But when you hear something, if you don't do anything with it after three days, you're going to lose it. Because 95% of what you hear after 72 hours, you're going to forget it. Now think about that in light of a lot of great information and truth that you've heard. You were there, you were listening, you were energetic, you were engaged, but you did nothing with what you heard. And Jesus oftentimes would say in scripture, be careful how you hear because it's going to be measured to you again. And so based upon what you're hearing, you know, you receive based upon how you've heard something. And so we have to be careful how we're hearing, what we're hearing, and then who we are hearing it from. Because everybody doesn't have the information or the insight that you need to make your life better. So what we want to do in this podcast today, as I give you these five ways to improve your hearing, is to get you to begin to take some action within the 72-hour period. Because that's so key. And 95% is lost. You forget it. You won't even do it because you don't even remember what you heard. It's so imperative and so important that if we're going to be successful in any area of our life, we've got to take action. We've got to get off the bench, get in the game, and do the things that we've heard. And sometimes people wonder why they don't move forward in life. I believe this is one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why many people just don't succeed in anything. 
Again, they were present, they were listening, they heard, they were energetic, they even gave some feedback, but none of that is going to help you to improve your life. You have to do something. And Jesus, here's one of the things I want you to know about him, especially in my study of scripture in the gospels, Jesus was a man of action. And so if you are a believer and you're connected to Christ, you have to be a man and a woman of action. You're not related to Jesus if you're somewhere sitting around trying to wait until things get better. Things are not going to get better. Things are not going to improve until you take what you are hearing and do something with it. Now, I'm going to give you quickly five things that I want you to consider if you want to improve your hearing. Number one, be ready and eager to hear from God. Not from everybody else, but hear from God. Because we've got the media out here, the middleman feeding us, shoving things in our face and our hearing about how to get this, how to get that, how to be rich in six days, how to lose weight in two weeks. I mean, how to do so many things. But as a believer, who has your ear? So I want you to be ready and eager to hear from God. Every day that you get out of the bed, thank God for waking you up. And I do this. I thank God for waking me up. And then I do my best to have my ear pressed to the mouth of God to hear what he wants to say to me. But more importantly, what I need to do to improve the situations in my life. Now, in Luke chapter 8, verse 8, I'm just going to cite these scriptures. I'm not going to read them in in their entirety, but I'm just going to cite them. But in Luke chapter 8, verse 8, it says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. If you got ears to hear, let him hear. Now, we're not just talking about these appendages on your head, but we're talking about your spirit because your spirit has the ability to hear as well. Now, we know that you cannot hear anything audibly without your ears, your physical ears, but it is going into your heart so that you can do something with it, so that you can understand. And we also need to ask the Holy Spirit to touch our understanding. It's one thing to hear something, but another thing to be able to understand it. But he who has ears, if you have them, let him hear. You got to focus in and be ready and eager. That means you just need to be in a posture that you want something. And you can tell when you are talking to a friend when they're eager, they're ready. And you know that, oh boy, I'm getting ready to say something to you. You're not even ready to hear. You're not even interested in anything that I have to say. But when it comes to the things of God, are we ready and eager to hear? In Psalms 119, 103, notice what this says. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. That's wonderful. God's word to us, what he has to say, you all, it has to be sweet to our taste. Like we're eating some ice cream or a donut. You know how sweet that is to your taste. But his words have to be sweet to our taste and sweeter to our mouth. Better than anything that you've ever had. Because what the Lord is going to give you is something you've never had, some insight, some direction, some revelation. So we've got to make sure that we are ready and eager to hear. Number two, deal with the attitudes that prevent hearing from God. This is so key. 
attitude is all about your mental space, your mental place. Where is your attitude? Because you know, if your attitude is bad, you don't even want to hear. You don't even want to listen. You don't want to do. And God is not going to fix that for you because that's your responsibility to fix your own attitude. But we have to take some time daily to deal with our attitudes that's preventing and hindering us from hearing from the Lord. Notice what it says here in Luke chapter 8, 18. It says, consider carefully how you listen. That is so key. Consider how you're listening. There's a how to this. I've often said that listening is a skill and most of us don't have it. And many times we just didn't learn it in our homes. I don't even know if we learned it in our schools at all. And if 95% is lost after 72 hours, I would dare say to you that 95% of the world don't know how to listen. Now, we know how to talk. We know how to come back. And many times we're not listening. Have you ever been in a conversation with your husband or your wife or best friend? and it got heated, you know that you stopped listening and now you're just ready to make a comeback. You're ready to just retort to what they said. You didn't even listen. I've been there before. I've been guilty of this because we're so busy trying to defend our own place and space that we didn't take the time and be careful about how we're listening to the things of God and or people who represent God. That's key too. Now, yes, I did say we're talking about listening to the Lord, but when it comes to the things of God and scripture, you know, you do have pastors and teachers, men and women of God who are anointed to share wisdom and counsel and knowledge from the things of God. So we got to be careful how we're listening to them. Now, remember anybody in the flesh, a pastor or a preacher or a mentor, they are not God but they are God's representative. And sometimes God will choose to speak through them because you're not taking any time to spend with God. And so he loves you so much that he's trying to get what you need the best way possible. And if you're not taking the time to open up your Bible or pray or have some devotion with the Lord, then he will send a man or a woman of God, a pastor or a preacher or somebody who can really give you some insight. But even still, you've got to check your attitude so that you can hear from the things of God. Now, with that said, I want to give you three things on point number two that I want you to consider as well. I want to talk about a closed mind, a superficial mind, and a preoccupied mind. Now, a closed mind says is fear, pride, and or bitterness preventing us from hearing from God. You ever talk to somebody and they got a closed mind? They have a closed mind because they got fear and pride and bitterness working and that's stopping them from hearing from God. And again, you got a lot of closed-minded people. They don't have an open mind to consider what God is saying or someone else is trying to say to them to help them on their journey. So you want to deal, you got a closed mind. You want to deal, deal with fear and pride and bitterness because that's how wars happen. That's how fights happen. All kind of things that are going on. It happens because we just don't want to do the, what we should do. We got a closed mind concerning things. Now, a superficial mind says, am I really serious about wanting to hear from God when he's talking? So are you really serious? If you're not serious, 
You got a superficial mind. We really need to want to hear from God, especially now. I mean, in these times and days that we live and the mentality of people and how they act and how they do things and different things that they're trying to put before us, we need a word from the Lord. But I would say to you, it's not the word of the Lord that's the problem. It's the people's ability to hear from God. And if you got a superficial mind, you need to check your level of seriousness. What is your radar on a scale of one to 10? Is it two? If it is, that's real low. But if it's an eight or a nine, that's good. And you don't even need to pray about this. You know your level of seriousness when it comes time to hearing from God. And then a superficial mind, or should I say a preoccupied mind, a preoccupied mind says, am I too busy and preoccupied with other things to concentrate on what God has to say? You know this, there are a lot of preoccupied people that they got too many things they're doing and it's not the right thing they should be doing. But we don't want to be so busy. You know, I talk to people just like you and they say, man, I'm busy. I'm just busy doing this. I'm just so busy doing that. And sometimes that can be a badge of pride there because I'm busy. But there's one thing if you're busy, there's another thing if you're productive. They're not the same thing. When I think of busy, I think of just doing something to just be doing it. Just logging your calendar with meetings that God has not called you to be a part of, doing things that really the Holy Spirit hasn't led you to do. But I want to say to you, when you're productive, you're doing what God says do. There's a leading, there's a grace, there's a divine empowerment, there's a success there, there's a plan there, there's an intention there that says, I'm doing what the Lord says to do. And if you look at the life of Jesus, he often said, I only do what the Lord tells me to do. My meat is to do the will of God. Jesus wasn't preoccupied with being busy, too busy to concentrate. That word is key. You know, our concentration is bad today. I don't even know what the statistics are, but I bet they're real low as it relates to how long a person can read a newspaper, read a magazine. I don't know. I'd say a couple minutes. I mean, people cannot concentrate on what they should concentrate and the things they should be focused on. They can't do it. So we've got to learn how to remove everything in our life that's got us preoccupied because we just can't concentrate on watch this. On what God has to say, not man. God, we're talking about God now, y'all. We're talking about the king of the universe. We're talking about Yahweh. We're talking about the greatest uh, spirit ever to hit the planet, the spirit of God. You mean to tell me we can't carve out no time to hear what God has to say? If you too busy to spend time with God, you already know your life is not going in the direction that God would have it to go. So we need to take some time to do this. Point number three, confess any sin in your life. We got to do it. We don't realize how sin is in the way of us really doing what we should. And confession is a powerful thing. Confession simply says, Lord, I am wrong. Lord, I was wrong. Lord, I'm not doing what I need to do confess it. You would be surprised if you would confess certain things, how quickly certain things would leave you. 
fear and anxiety and an unforgiving spirit and being angry and bitterness and cantankerous. I mean, the list goes on and on. But if you confess your sins, the scripture says, he is faithful to forgive. And we can't get in the right position because we haven't confessed the known sin in our life. There's some things you know you're doing that you shouldn't do. You have to confess it because God is not going to say any new things to you until you start dealing with the things he's already said to you. Did you get that? We want God to say some new stuff. So he get up in the morning and say, Lord, say some new things to me. And God says, I'm not saying anything new until you confess the things in your life that you know that are not right. God is not interested to just pass you like your third grade teacher did because you was getting on their nerves and they just wanted you out of the classroom. God going to hang in there with you. But watch this. Things are going to be put on pause for you until you deal with the sin in your life, the I in your life. What is it that keeps me doing the things I don't want to do? The sin that so easily besets me and holds me down. We have to deal with this. Notice what James chapter 1 verse 21 says, get rid of all moral filth and humbly accept the word. Whose responsibility is this? James tells us we got to get rid of the moral filth. We asking God to do it, but he said, you got to confess. You got to acknowledge I've got some filthy things in my life that's hindering me from moving forward, from doing what I don't want to do. We know that people mess up. We know that people miss the mark. But God says, I've built in this thing called confession. And when you confess, it's not so much about saying, God, I'm sorry. It's about God showing you, touching your heart so you can really see it and get a revelation of it and not be a continual repeat offender. Because, you know, people can confess about certain things, but then they get up and do the same things. We've all done it because at the heart level, we're not getting the revelation from the word of God. And James 121 gives us two parts of this. Get rid of the moral filth, watch this, and humbly accept the word. We got to do this with humility. We have to bow in humble submission and say, Lord, I am not as smart as I thought I was. I thought I had it all together. I thought this wasn't hindering me, stopping me. You'd be surprised of the stuff in our lives that are stopping us because we won't humbly accept God's word, his plan for our life. But I want you to take some time today, this week, this month, and learn how to accept what God has to say about your situation. If you don't, you're going to be stuck. If you don't, you're not going to move forward. You have the power here. You got to confess it, and then the Holy Spirit will forgive you, put you back in right standing, but you got to humbly accept the word of God. Point number four, take notes on what you hear. Matter of fact, write that down right now. Take notes on what you hear. Watch this now. Take notes on the thing that you know you should take notes on. I tell people that are sitting in a service in our church, you know, take some notes and different things like that. You don't have to write down word for word what a preacher is saying. But the things that hit your spirit, the things that you know is for you, you need to take notes on that. Take note of it. 
Watch this now. Take note of it in your mind and write it down on paper. See, the things that are important, you got to write down. If you don't, I already told you, you're going to forget it after 72 hours. How many of you take notes? If you take notes, but if you don't do what you're taking notes on, you're still in the mess. But we have to take some notes and write some things down. Here's what we're talking about here in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. We must pay more careful attention to what we have heard so we don't drift away. That is so powerful in this pandemic. So many people have fallen away. You know why? Because they didn't pay more attention to what they had heard and then they drifted away. And that's what happens. There's some things that people have heard in church, in a Bible study, sitting at their coffee table, listening, hearing the word of God as they're reading. But then when trials and tribulations comes, persecutions come, the media comes talking about this, that, and the other. God doesn't exist. You need to take care of yourself. Nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you. The enemy is always trying to plant a seed in your mind to get you to drift. And then when we drift, it's only because we didn't pay more careful attention. Man, the stuff we forget is not like it hasn't been said. You didn't write it down. You didn't look at it. I want you to see this. Your Bible got words on it. God says, I'm going to use men to write down what I'm thinking. This was, this was not in their head. They wrote it on paper. They wrote it in a Bible so you and I could read it. And if God knew it was necessary to write down, to take notes so that he could pass those notes down through generation so you could read it, how much more do you think it's important for you to write down the things that God is saying to you? See, God can speak to you from the word of God and then he can speak to you beyond it. He can speak to you from it where you can write down the scripture, but then he can give you some revelations specifically about that passage you're reading for you. So you can write it down and look at it and read it and get it in your heart. But more importantly, so you can do it. This is what we have to do if we're going to see things changed in our life. So again, I want you, anytime you are reading the word of God, you're in a Bible study in church and you know something hits you, you need to write it on paper. Take note of it in your mind and then write it on paper and circle it and say, this is what I need to do. And finally, point number five, we've got to act on what you hear. Act on what you've heard. You've got to do it. This is why, again, 95% of what we hear is lost in 72 hours because we didn't act on it. We didn't do it. But we've got to put the practice to practice. This has to be a daily regimen of yours. What are you doing? You ever ask somebody, what you doing? And they may give you a bunch of things. But the things that we should be doing is what we're writing down on paper. There are the things that we don't want to forget. We want to get those things moving. We don't want to be hindered because we were too lazy to do what we should be doing. Here's James chapter 1, verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Man, write that down. Do what it says. We got to be doers of the word, not just hearers only. We know that's important, but there is an actionary part about our lives that are missing. 
And I don't want that to be you in this new year. I don't want that to be you. I don't want you to just get so far in this year and then you get tired and throw in the towel. We've got to stay actionary. That's what I want you to remember. You got to stay in an aggressive mode in doing. That's what Jesus did. He just didn't say he was the son of God. He proved he was through what he did. As a matter of fact, there are some passages in the Bible that talks about people didn't believe because of what they heard. They believed because of what he was doing. They saw him doing miracles. They saw him opening up blind eyes. They saw him taking two fish and five loaves of bread and making a meal to feed 10,000 people. They saw him do it. I'm asking you, what are you doing? What do people see that you're doing? Are you a man of character, a woman of character, a woman and a man of faith? Are you doing the things you know you should be doing? If not, it's been lost in that 72-hour period. And I'm telling you, if we can put these five things to practice, I guarantee you, you will improve your hearing. But that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that this episode blessed you. And if it did, shoot me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Also, you can always go to our website, thomasadeloach.com. Go there now. Go there today. I have a subscriber box. Put your email in there and click the send button. I'll send you a free PDF. And you will also get on my newsletter list. And I'll be sending you out some monthly things to inspire you. You, to empower you so you can start doing some things in your life and get some results. And finally, as always, back on that website, that homepage there, thomasadeloach.com, we're looking for financial partners to partner with us to keep this message of to empower you, not only coming to you, but others as well. So if you scroll down almost to the bottom of the screen there, you will see a donation tab. I want you to consider to invest and sow into this ministry if it's being a blessing to you. No dollar amount is too big or too small, and everything you give helps us to produce this shows and other things that will help you in your walk with God. As always, I'm praying for you, believing God's best for you, and remember to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.